Welcome to the special edition of Daily Vet Life, where we're bringing you short interview synopses of presentations from the 2021 AAP convention. These special editions are brought to you by Zoetis. I'm Kim Brown, editor of Equimanagement. In this episode, we're talking to Gustavo Zanotto, DVM, MS, PhD, who is boarded by the American College of Veterinary Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation. Currently, he is a clinical assistant professor at Texas A&M University. Dr. Zanotto's research interests are musculoskeletal diagnosis, therapies, and rehabilitation. He spoke at the AEP convention on current joint therapy usage in equine practice changes in the last 10 years. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Zanotto. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me here. Well, we really appreciate you joining us. And could you just tell us a little about some of the key points that you discussed in this presentation? Sure. So just given a historical perspective on this presentation, we um, about 10 years ago, uh, the group of Dr. Frisbee at Colorado State University have done a survey just asking the vets what's the common you know, um, a few questions about joint therapies and how you know the vets in the field are using these therapies. Uh, and our thought on this time was just kind of like you now uh, repeat that same survey to see how joint therapies has been used now compared to 10 years ago. So that's our main goal on this study. And also we're looking to understand how the new therapies that have been developed during this window have been added to you know the clinical use. So that's basically um, the motivation behind this study. And it was very interesting to see uh, some of the notes um, that we have there, uh, especially when you talk about the use of corticosteroids. Uh, Tricinone is still the most commonly used corticosteroid in high motion joint. Uh, Metoprazolone is still the most commonly used steroids on low motion joint, but interestingly, Metuprazolone use on high motion joint has been decreased, and that's, you know, we believe it's likely to be associated with the evidence we have now saying that metuprazolone may be um, harmful to the cartilage and that may affect more the, the high motion joint. So um, that was in agreement with the evidence we have in the science to support that change. Uh, we also note that betametazone is being a little bit more commonly used now. Um, that might be uh, because betametazone is back on the market and you know uh, more uh, available to the clinicians. Uh, when we move to biological therapy, one very interesting thing we saw is biological therapy is more popular now than it was ten years ago. Um, the autologous condition serum, the IRAP therapy, is still the most popular therapy. So most of our respondents said they have been used IRAP, uh, you know, in their uh, clinical practice. So we're, we're noticing a trend on more use of biological therapy. Not discussed on the uh, previous uh, survey was associated with, um, you know, why the vets are reaching out to biological therapy or what they think about the effects of these biological therapies. And interesting to see vets are one of the reasons they reach out to biological therapy is because they believe that it is a, a longer term effect of biological therapy compared to the conventional therapies we have been used in horses. Uh, and that's interesting. We don't have that evidence in horses yet. 
However, if you look at the human data, you know, we start to have a little bit more um, evidence to support that biological therapy might have a long-term effect compared to the current you know, corticosteroid or conventional uh, injections. Uh, so that, that's in agreement, somehow in agreement with the evidence, even though we don't have that on horses yet. So then when you move uh, about the use on the antibiotics associated joint uh, injections, that was a little bit, uh, you know, interesting for us to say that now um, the clinicians are being using more antibiotics with their injection they report 10 years ago, which is a little bit, uh, you know, um, contradictory to the scientific evidence that maybe point that joint injections does not increase the risk of uh, sepsis or better saying corticosteroid injections does not necessarily increase the joint section that some joint therapy might. Uh, and, you know, just the type of practice being used on uh, on the field or, or in the laboratory setting or in the hospital does not associate risk of uh, joint sepsis. Part of the world's leading animal health company with a 70-year legacy, Zoetis Equine is committed to providing horse care products and services that veterinarians and their teams can count on. With trusted vaccines such as Corey-Q and Fluvax Innovator, leading diagnostics like the Stable Lab stall-side SAA blood test and the number one vet-trusted equine sedative, Dermosedan, and a portfolio of regenerative medicine devices that includes ProStride APS, Zoetis is always by your side. Be sure to follow Zoetis Equine on Facebook and Instagram today. So regarding to the antibiotic use in joints, we saw an increase in the use of antibiotics uh, so safe joint injections. And that might be a little bit in conflict with the current scientific evidence we have. Um, as now, we have a suggestion that especially amicacin can be chondrotoxic to the joint. So based on that evidence, uh, that would point against to the, uh, the commonly use of amicacin associated with joint injections, especially corticosteroids. Um, especially concerning that evidence, uh, we don't have strong evidence to say that corticosteroids will increase the risk of joint substance compared to other therapies injected in the joint. Um, um, so that's that's basically how we see it's basically uh, we have increased on the use of corticosteroids in the joint that could be in conflict with the scientific evidence that suggests that is might not have the need to to use antibiotics and you know antibiotics might be harmful for the joint so that's one point that we note there that we we need to address and understand how this message is getting to the clinicians and how better we can communicate the science there. Okay, and that's um, that's a really good point. And as far as the uh, biologics in your study, did you talk about which biologics are being used more today? Uh, so yeah, on, on the survey, we we asked the the clinicians which biologics they they have been familiar to, so they have been used. So not necessarily uh, we're asking you know how many often they use, but um, 
IRAP or autologous condition series still the most commonly or the most popular biological therapy. So most people have been used uh, IRAP. Uh, that's followed by other biological therapies such as PRP, uh, Proestride, and the last, uh, less commonly used biological therapy was the bone marrow concentrate aspirate. Um, so that's that's how we saw the breakdown between you know uh, the data and how uh, how familiar you know the clinicians are to these therapies. Okay, and were there any other? Um key points from this survey and that's really interesting to go back and repeat this 10 years later and see how joint therapies have changed was there anything else from this survey that you wanted to pass along to veterinarians uh, no, I think like you know, this this uh, few points is summarize uh, really well what we have been seen so far. I think there is some you know, uh, studies that you know still need to be done to support uh, some of the claims we have, especially regarding to biological therapies. That you know somehow it's a new field for us. Um, but you know, in overall, I think uh, what it, we need to do is just improve the communication from. Um, who does the science to you know the people that actually using the therapies on daily basis and and that's i think was the whole idea of doing this survey okay and uh just to to ask a little bit about what you're working on what is what sort of research are you involved with right now what is your focus so right now uh, I have a little bit like now uh, a wide range of research I'm been doing. Uh, some of the therapies I'm looking to are biological therapies, uh, understanding, you know, um, PRP, platelet concentration, low cost concentrations uh, in the joints, how that works. Um, looking for some of the other um, Therapies has been, you know, launched the market recently that has been, you know, not um, completely uh, or fully elucidate how that works and how it works uh, and, you know, how, how well that are these therapies are over whatever we already have, right? I think that's one of the biggest issues we have in, in, in veterinary medicine is um, seems like every time we have more and more therapies, but we struggle to understand how one therapy compares to the other because we have a very few number of uh, clinical trials out there comparing uh, different therapeutic approaches. And that's basically where I'm trying to focus my, my research right now is developing good clinical trials where we can actually answer questions uh, for the clinicians uh, to each therapy, you know, works better or, you know, in which situations each therapy should be employed. Well, that's uh, very interesting. I hope we get to talk to you again uh, in the future to see how this research has come out. So thank you very much, Dr. Zanotto, for joining us today on Daily Vet Life. And a big thanks to Zoetis for sponsoring this podcast. We invite our listeners to check out all 12 of these special editions of the Daily Vet Life podcast on your favorite podcast network, where you can visit equimanagement.com to listen to all of Daily Vet Life summaries from the 2021 AAEP convention.